Greetings, Christian Faith Baptist Church disciples, saints of the Most High God. Welcome for another time studying God's Word together. As I mentioned uh, not too long ago, we are continuing our study in Paul's letter to the Romans, and we are in Romans chapter 8. And so um, in just a few moments, we will um, read some of the passages of Scripture uh, beginning at verse 28 through the end of the chapter, and then we'll study together. But before we do that, uh, as a reminder, every Wednesday we have been having the Lenten devotionals, and it's been a blessing. And we've been asking that you uh, spend all or part or some of that day as a time of, of fasting and whatever uh, form that takes for you um, just to focus that time on the Lord. Um, we're going to be approaching Holy Week, which begins on Palm Sunday, the 2nd of April, Palm Sunday, 2nd of April, uh, through that week. And so those who can, um, I'm going to ask us to even set aside more days during that, to set aside that week for a time of fasting. Um, and that, again, whether you're fasting all day, part of the day, whatever the Lord lays on your heart um, as we approach uh, Easter. So I will make this, uh, I'll make that announcement to in the broader context, but um, just wanted for us to be begin thinking and praying about that as we set aside that time uh, approaching Easter for, for prayer. Um, we have uh, an event coming up this weekend for, um, it's called a child-friendly hike, I think it was the name. So uh, we may be, well, kind of standing by depending on the weather. So just stand by if we may have to uh, uh, postpone that or reschedule that. But uh, those I know you are excited and you bought new gear to go walking this. <laughs> so just kind of stand by. We will see if we can actually have that event. So, but let, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you for this uh, night that we can come together as uh, the body of Christ. Lord, we love you. Uh, we, we, we really love you. We can't say that enough, Lord. We love you with all of our heart. You you are such a good God. You're gracious. And thank you, Lord, for salvation. And thank you, Lord, that for the manifold blessings. And now may your word uh, fall on good ground in our hearts and our minds so that we can receive what you have for us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Um, Sister... Darlington, can you read uh, Romans chapter 8, verses 28 through the end of the chapter? Yes, Romans 8, 28 through the end 39. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. 
and whom he justified, these he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Um, and in one sense, uh, we kind of led with hinting at the, those last uh, few verses um, in Romans chapter eight, and we'll hear the ending of that a little bit later, but just want to just say that as we've been going through this particular chapter, this has been a transition from the end of chapter seven was who will deliver us from this body of flesh, this frustrating of how can we live victoriously? And of course it's through Christ, but then it's also, we understand that it's living in the life of the spirit that the spirit of God dwells within us, and that's who animates us and allows us to live victorious in Christ. And we ended last week with how you know, we talked about the roles of the Holy Spirit and um, Gospel of John, those 14 through 16. And then in this one, the chapter earlier, uh, we ended with and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses with sighs and groans. Um, too deep for words. And so this ministry of the Holy Spirit in us is working out for God's glory um, that we can have this relationship with him as we are joint heirs with Christ. And so that's kind of the setup to verse 28 where it, it starts out, and we just heard it read, and we... No. And we know. And later on, it will say, um, verse 31, what then shall we say to these things? Um, so before we kind of go into each part, um, again, I want to just ask, what is maybe one or two things that you have heard just from reading the scripture or hearing the scripture read just a little while ago, that stand out to you um, in this last part of Romans chapter 8?
Yes. You know, one thing that stands out to me uh, is that very first line. And that is, we know that all, it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter how it looks, how it feels, that somehow or another, God works all these things out, he says, in all things, in all things, God works uh, for the good of those who love him and who call according to his purpose. In all of these things. In all these things. And we'll, we'll get into that even more. Anybody else? While I was listening, uh, I was jotting down these words um, grammatically, they're past participles, but uh, called, predestined, justified, glorified. And it seems like those are gradual um, evolutions into the almighty state of glorification. Um, and I just, you know, I, I love the way that progresses from mm -hmm. called to glorified. Right. Amen. And anyone else? It does not. It does not matter the circumstance. Uh, God is on our side. It does not mm -hmm. matter. Does not matter. He's with us all uh, always. That's important to, to hold on to. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? And, I heard. and that he already knew or he or knew all these things anyway. So he 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 just knows everything anyway. <laughs> so. Amen. Amen. Well, let, let's let's go because all these things will 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 pull out as we go through these verses. But uh that first part of verse 28. Um we know. Mm -hmm. No, you ever heard the, the, mm -hmm. the expression? You got you know that you know that you know, know that you um, know that it is that confident <laughs> assurance. And one translation well, we can use at that expression could be <clears throat> we have come to know. Mm -hmm. So it's not simply. Uh, there's a we came a point that we always knew this, but we have come to know. It's part of it is through our experience we've come to know, and so how do we get to that point of we know to have that confidence? We come to know. How do we get there? Well, one way is of course is God's holy word. What we're doing tonight, we are digging deep into the word of God and we're learning more about our relationship with God and we're putting a framework on how we can live out this godly life. So we've come to know through the study of God's word. When we study God's word, what happens? What happens when we study God's word? And you gain confidence in his word. Okay, you gain confidence in his what happens when you study God's word? Your faith becomes deeper. Your faith becomes deeper. Yeah. So that's how you come to know. What happens when you study God's word? We know him better. We know him better. And we'll even hold on to that because it's going to say later in Romans 12, by the renewing of what? Renewing of our 
mind. mind. So, so studying God's word gives us a new mindset and how we look at life, how we uh, perceive things and how we filter things and uh, what's going on around us, even as we look at news or we look at events. And, and, and we've said this earlier that uh, someone said, no matter what. Well, the only reason why we can say no matter what is because we've been informed by God's word that puts all things into perspective. Yes. That mm -hmm. no matter what is going on, God is at God is at work. So that's how God's word brings things out in us. And remember, we talked about the Holy Spirit because the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit is going to do what bring all things to our remembrance, remembrance. to our remembrance yes. and how we apply. God's word. So we may not, we feel like we may not, you know, I, I don't, I can't remember the scripture. I just, I'm not good at memorizing. The Holy Spirit yeah. is not limited by our capacity to remember. He remembers. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And you may not know chapter and verse, but you know God's word says. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what's important and just just a little hint when we're we're studying God's word try to know the context the bigger picture mm -hmm. and not only looking at the individual verses because once you understand the bigger picture that God has mm -hmm. things start falling into place so we've come to know that's studying God's word. Is that the only way that we've come to know? How else have we come to know? Life well, let me just give you a hint. Say what? Life experiences. That, you know what? Read, read this. That's exactly what I have <laughs> in, in my notes. Life experiences. Do not disregard. Now, again, Life experiences do not, or does life experiences, do not trump God's word. However, those life experiences that we go through, that we share, that we travail through, we've come to know. Yes. In the words of the song, you can't make me doubt him. Yeah. Why do we sing a song like that? Because of the word. That because of the word and because of those experiences. And we can see God is at work. I went through this. And as a result, I saw the hand of God in my life. And so I know that I know that I know through my life experiences, through what we used to call testimony service. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those testimonies. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, life experience. What else? We've come to know. The last thing I put down was our shared experience. So those testimonies that we may have individually, we share them as part of the corporate body of Christ and we've come to know and we can see the hand of God not only in our own life but we can see it in the lives of others so and we know uh, this is confidence in who God is 
But what is it that he says very next? And we know that in what? In what? Sometimes you got to read that slower to let that sink in. In all things. That's that's big. Mm -hmm. That in every, again, someone said it earlier, no matter what, in all things. There is nothing that escapes the hand, the eye, the power, the presence of God, because in all things, what do we find there? Not what, I should say, who do we find there? God is working. God is at work in all things. Any thoughts on that? Because it's important for us, and and let me just say this. It does not say, because we use the expression uh, from time to time, it's all good. It's all good. And we have to be very careful when we use expressions that, you know, expresses an idea, but we also have to because someone that goes through a very trying time, whether it's, I mean, it could be an abusive situation. Would anybody say it's that's good? No. So that's not what this text is talking about. But what it is saying that in the midst of that, in all those things, God allows things to take place. Sometimes, often, we don't understand the why God allows. So in that, in the midst, in the midst of that, God is there. Yes. During God is there. Mm-hmm. God is not somewhere off, you know, because there's a whole lot of things going on in re- Ukraine and around the world. So maybe God got distracted and forgot of what I was going through. No. If his eyes on the sparrow, if he can, he's in all things. He's there in the after effects yeah. in all things because when we go through, there cause there are consequences. There's pain. There's all kinds of things. Is God still there? Yes, God is. In yes. impending circumstances and situation, it hasn't happened yet, but there is something coming. Oh, is God in the midst of that? Yes. God allows. God permits. God leads in all things. And guess what? What's he doing in that? God works for the good. Good. Comforts and counsels. Say that again. He comforts. Okay, that's that's part of the good. He's comforts. He counsels. What else? He's working for the good. Encourages. For 
God's glory. Mm-hmm. Everything that God is working on is for his glory. His glory. And ultimately that is going to result in our good because God has the best in mind. God works for the good to those that do what? Love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So just, just those, that short phrases, in all things, God is there. He's at work for those that love him. And so that's when we get to understand that God never leaves us or forsakes us. We see the nature and the power of God, the sovereignty of God. God is, he is in control of every situation. And so when we get to a a song like Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine, it has meaning because this word reminds us that in the midst of God is doing something that we don't necessarily understand because that's why we have the Holy Spirit <laughs> when we have to sigh and groan with word with with sounds too deep for words because God is working something God is working for the good it's assurance of his presence what else God is working for the good how how do we express that how do you share that God is working for the good and can you think of any biblical examples where we have seen this before I'll give you a, a, a hint the name has three letters and it begins with a J and it ends with a B <laughs> <laughs> and there's an O in Job Amen but Joseph, one thing I think about is Joseph, when his brothers threw him into a pit, thinking that we're not going to kill him, but they threw him into that pit because he was a dreamer. And look what happened to Joseph at the end. Yes, that's it. So Job, Joseph, and one more. His name is, his name is Jesus. So you got three, you got three J's in there. Job, Joseph, and Jesus. So we remember that God is working for, and we ha- we have proof positive. Remember, go back to God's word that in the midst of very awful and dire circumstances, can we talk about Jesus for a, a moment? Crucified. What happened three days later? He rose <laughs> triumphantly. So God is working for the good for those that love him. I'm not going to do a survey, but just ask this question. How many listening online love the Lord? Uh, I should see some head nods. I should I maybe amen. 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 So since that is the case and that is your confession, I will just remind you that God is working things for the good in your life and my life. Why? Because it says here, for those who love God. So I say, ask again, do you love the Lord? 
And he said, God is working for the good. Remember back in Genesis, God hasn't changed. Every day, or just about every day, it ended. And it was good. good. So when you go back to Genesis and you see now God hasn't changed, he is still working things out for the good. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. Whose purpose? Yeah. His, his, his purpose. Hmm. Pastor, that, that, that first line is it's mighty, mighty deep. What, what do you mean? Go ahead, tell me. Tell me more. When you said all things, mm -hmm. this thing, all things, that's everything that you can even imagine, God is working. All things. All things. And and so in the in the midst of our tears. And pain, because we will and do experience those things. And for a brief moment, or maybe a longer time, we may forget. Mm -hmm. But then that's, again, the Holy Spirit brings those things back to our remembrance. And we hold on to the promises of God that in spite of what I'm going through, I don't understand it. I've been, thank you, Lord. I've been crying out to you, God. But in all things, you're working for the good. And I said, see, that just leads to praise. That just leads to worship. Because I know that I know that I know those who love the Lord and are called according to your purpose. What's God's purpose? It's laid out in the next couple of verses. And these are some challenging uh, verses of scripture. So let me just do some uh, feeding, uh, I guess some, just talking about some of these beforehand. There's some words and phrases in here that have deep, have had and continue to have deep theological uh, meaning and, and controversies and heartaches. So within um, academia and theological scholarship, these things have been discussed for multiple years. Uh, what does it mean when God talks about he foreknew? What does predestined, um, what does it mean that he chose or called? And there are a variety of views in there. But before we, and we're not even really going to dig into that, um, not at this point. But I will say this, just as we have been encouraged so far, when we are reading this, we have to look at this in terms of this is an encouragement to the believer. It's not meant to get us weighed down and bogged down into various thoughts and opinions of what courses of action we can follow in terms of what specifically this may or may not mean. But ultimately, it's talking about God's purpose. And it should point us to what God is doing. So for example, it's the, okay, God's purpose. 
when we think about God's purpose, I already mentioned back to Genesis. What, what did God plan from the very beginning, even before the beginning of time? And if you were with us during uh, our, our prayer time, one of the scriptures that was uh, was read was from Ephesians chapter one, from before the foundation of the, so God is eternal. And so he, those God foreknew mm -hmm. that he knew beforehand. Why? Because then we'd have to talk about God. Is God omniscient? Yes. 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 So he knows everything. Yes. Mm -hmm. God has a plan and he's working it out. He knew it beforehand. And that will baffle our, our mind because we cannot even relate to that our, because of our limited capacity to understand and to know. But that does not limit God. Whom God foreknew. What does it say? Knew beforehand. What, what did he do? It says he also predestined. Predestined. Keep reading that next part, that whole phrase. To be conformed to the life So you got to hear that. So God foreknew in his big plan what he predestined, what he chose, what his plan was to be for those that love the Lord, for those that are called according to his purpose, for us to be predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. Mm. That's what he wants and desires in us, to be conformed to the image of his son so that he, meaning Jesus, would be the firstborn among what? Many brothers and sisters. Remember, he talked about being joint heirs with Christ. Talked about the spirit of God living in us, that we are now the children of God. So God's plan was for us to be part of his family, of which Christ is the firstborn. So as we are being formed and re and changed and growing. It's all and the things that we go through, the suffering, the trials, because sometimes we are conformed or rather formed into his image yes. through the suffering we go through. Mm -hmm. I'll say that again because you didn't hear me. Sometimes we are formed through the suffering that we go through. Amen. Help us and shape us and mold us because in those moments, what happens? We learn to trust yes. in God. And we say with confidence, God, I know you're working this out for your glory and my good. That's exactly. what he desires. That's right. With can, that, I can, I say, can I say, yes, he is, but can I holler, ouch? Yes. That's very true. That it, that's why I said it's not always easy. <laughs> but this is how he forms us into the image of his son. And we'll get down to the latter part. Those he predestined to be conformed to the image of, of his son. So you're predestined to become an image of his son. He also did what? Called oh. through the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. 
to be continually conform us to the. So God is working through the spirit of God. He called us according to his purpose, calling us over and over, drawing us nearer, drawing us nearer, called to come out of where we were, to be where he wants us to be, spiritual growth and maturity. So we predestined for God for new. He had a he has a plan or a purpose, predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son, called us, he justified us. So just in case we feel like, okay, I'm I'm worthless, I'm not he's no, I justified you, I declared you righteous, know who you are. Declared you and I declared us righteous in Christ Jesus. He justified. But did it stop there? No. He also glorified. glorified. And this is where we go back to the phrase I've used before, the already, not yet. Because yes, we are justified. Yes, we are already glorified, but we have yet to be Receive that glorified body. Right. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that we will be changed and we'll be like him. Also in Corinthians where it says, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we talked about this before. So this is God's purpose in us to be, the, the main purpose is to be conformed to the image of his son. And this is what he did to get us to this point. And this is the hope that what Paul referred to earlier, therefore we're being justified by faith. We have peace with God and Amen. et cetera in, in Romans chapter five. And you can see the link. Now, what I want us to do, because this last part, for me, this last verses speak for themselves, verses 31 through 39. And what this is where Deacon Brown, this is where you come in. But before you read it, and let me just read it again in this, this version verse. It, it asks the questions, what then shall we say to these things? What things? All what he said before, his purpose, his divine plan, and how he's shaping us into the image of his son. So start thinking about all that he's done. Think about it. Deacon Brown, can you read from verse 31 through the end of the chapter? The message version? Yes, the message version. All right. Starting with verse 31, it says, so what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, mm. Is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? Stop right there. Stop okay. right there. You got to stop right there because you got to read that again. Because that, that's one of the ones I want us to get. Read that again. If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else? he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us. And who would dare tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? Who would dare even to point a finger? 
the one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, is in the presence of God at this very moment, sticking up for us. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and mm. Christ's love for us? There is no way. No trouble, not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in scripture. They kill us in cold blood because they hate you. We're sitting ducks. They pick us off one by one. None of these phases us because Jesus loves us. I'm absolutely convinced that nothing. Wait, nothing wait, 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 stop right there. You got to read that with, I don't know, with vigor. <laughs> that, that's it right there. Go ahead. Read that again. Nothing. I'm absolutely convinced. Mm. That nothing, nothing, nothing living or dead, that's right, or demonic today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable uh -huh. or unthinkable, absolutely nothing uh -huh. can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our master, uh -huh. has embraced us. Amen. 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 Yeah. Thank Amen. you. Wow. Amen. Wow. Yeah. See, that's it. What you say, Deacon Jenkins? Sometimes that's all you can do. That's that's the wow. That's where uh, what it say. The scripture says that the spirit intercedes with groans. Amen. <laughs> wordless Amen. groans. Amen. Sometimes that's all. Because when I read this from uh, uh, the Message Bible, I said, "Yeah, this we 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 have to read this because it really uh, kind of encapsulate again. Nothing wrong with the other translation." But this one just spoke to me as I, I read it when it said, go go back to read to verse 38 again. Can you read that again? Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, Deacon oh, Brown. 38. Yes. I'm absolutely convinced mm. that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic mm -hmm. or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low. Thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our master, has embraced us. There are times when, um, in terms of teaching or preaching and communicate, you, you want to try to explain I don't think when I when you read this and you hear this this speaks for itself amen, amen. nothing amen. do you hear the because remember we started off with and we know amen. in all things what mm -hmm. God is doing and shaping us and forming us to be like Christ, and then it get to the point where he said again, he, you, you think that God's going to let anyone mess with us after he gave up his only son to die on the cross? No uh, way. No. Oh, wait. Uh -huh. God ain't playing that. That's my translation. Uh -huh. All right. Amen. Nothing. Absolutely. 
absolutely nothing. And then, Pastor, you know why else I like? Go ahead. In the, in the old translation, it says, more than conquerors. We yes. are not just conquerors, but more. More. Than more than conquerors. What else? Anybody else? Because this is what we have to embrace. Because all the things that his word tells us in Romans 8 about being uh, those who have the spirit of God, our children of God, his spirit dwells within us. We are more than conquerors. I mean, all these things that we embrace that should lead us to praise of what God has done for us in Christ. And he's fighting for us. He's interceding for us. Nobody can mess with us because of what God has done in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's why, again, I already referenced before, but I'll do it again. We can, when we sing a song like Blessed Assurance, then we this has new significance. Blessed Assurance, Jesus is, is mine. mine. Oh, Amen. what a foretaste of glory, the glory divine. Isn't that what he says? Yes. Glory divine, heir, yeah. heir of salvation. We are Amen. joint heirs with Christ, purchased of God by the blood of Jesus Christ, born of his spirit. Remember, we talked about the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit living us, washed in his blood. Hmm. Thanks be to God. So next time we Amen. sing that song, that we should we should all be singing it with resound and rejoicing because of what God has done. And he won't let, he's not going to let anybody mess with us. It may feel like it, but in all things, God is working. And so we're going to hold on. We're going to hold out because yeah. God is there in the midst. And we're going to come out as more than, not just conquerors, more than conquerors to him that loved us. Amen. 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 That's, I think that's why everybody, excuse me, I have to, I have to plug in my computer. It's about to die. <laughs> wow. That's why everybody uh, really loves this particular chapter and especially these last verses because they really speak, uh, they really speak to us and give us that, that confidence that lifts us up and that we know who we are. Um, and sometimes, and not often, our feelings have to get in line with God's word because the Amen. feelings are always Amen. there. We don't feel this. Amen. Mm -hmm. Said so we don't feel this. So that's Amen. part of the reality. We don't feel it. But when we read it over and over again, sometimes we have to uh, just talk to ourselves. Maybe look, look at ourselves in the mirror and start reading this again. Mm -hmm. And just saying to yourself, I, I know you're feeling down and you, you may not feel victorious, but this is what God says about sure. you. Just just talk to yourself. Amen. It's okay to talk to yourself in the mirror. And even if you're not looking in the mirror, you're just talking. <laughs> you're just talking because you're speaking God's word. God, Amen. I know. I know Amen. that I'm more than a conqueror. Yeah. More than a conqueror. I know that you love me. I know that I'm called according to your purpose. Amen. Amen. And the fact that, that Paul is speaking in the first person, it has to be comforting to us to know that in spite of all that he's been through, mm -hmm. 
he still is convinced that convinced. we're convinced, no matter what. Absolutely no, no matter what. And because of what Christ has been through and what God has allowed his son to go through, hmm. it is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Still but it's believable. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. <laughs> and, and <laughs> it, it's hard for us to, to comprehend. And that's why, again, I've used the scripture a couple of times for First John 3, where it says it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know it, it's, it's, it's beyond our understanding. But through God's word, he opens up to us through his spirit that we can grasp the truth of God's word, which is why I said earlier, we have to often speak to ourselves to remind us of what God has done and is doing in our lives. Uh, because so we can just go back to no angels or rulers, nothing, no nothing can drive a wedge or separate us from God's love. Amen. 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 We are going to end... And there, I just pray that uh, we will receive this word and let it be hidden in our heart.